0: Welcome to Sports Buds Hockey Podcast, where we discuss the ins and outs of all things hockey and where everyone's perspective is
1: appreciated. Please welcome your hosts, Merrick Zemp and Colin Simpson. Hello, and welcome to Sports Buds Hockey Podcast, episode number 10. My name is Merrick Zemp, and with me, as always, is Colin Simpson. How are you doing today, Simps? Doing good, Mab. Doing good. So today, we wanted to touch base. Uh, we're still about a week away from really finalizing up any of the playoff uh, positions and who's going to be in and some of the matchups. But we wanted to touch base on the Canadian teams. Who's still in? Where are we doing? And, and really, um, who's still got a chance and, and what kind of chances are we looking at? So, Sims, what do you think? Uh, why don't we start out east, uh, start with the the center of the hockey world, uh Toronto. How are they looking? What are they looking like? Uh, what's their future, I guess, in the next little bit? Well, once
0: again, Toronto has a pretty strong regular season, finishing close to 100 points. They'll probably get just over that. Um, starting to get some wins together. It's, you know, Matthews has kind of picked up the pace a little. They've got the same more or less team they've had the last three or four years. They've definitely, as we spoke about, the trade deadline, Tried to add as much pieces as they could going into the playoffs. But the elephant in the room is still, due to the format, you have the Tampa Bay Lightning again. And you get them no matter what. There's no way to get out of this, no matter how you finish up. So, you know, is this the year they get over the hump? And to do it, do they finally exercise the demons of the Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't know if they can, or maybe it is the year. I'm not sure.
1: Well, you know what? Tampa Bay is getting older. Uh, they've been through a lot, uh, a lot of series and a lot of extra games the last few years. So that can usually get to you eventually. I mean, they've been three straight cup finals, right? They won two and lost last year. So obviously there is uh, uh, a little bit of, well, just wear and tear on you playing that many extra games every year um, past that. Yeah. I mean, is this year, did they, did they tinker enough? I mean, the, the big core four is, is always the talk and whether or not that's uh whether that's going to be good enough for them or whether that's going to be same old, same old, right? They're still looking at goaltending. They're still thinking about defense. They're a little bit everything. But when it comes down to it, they're just going to have to win in the playoffs is what it's always been for them. So uh, I think for them, if anybody, it'd be nice for them to be able to get a little bit easier opponent, for them to line up with a New York Islanders or a, a Pittsburgh or something like that that are you know not, not the same version every year, Tampa Bay or Boston. So that part's really tough for them. Uh, Moving from there, we've got uh, the only other team really in the mix at this point is uh, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Where are they sitting right now, Sims?
0: Well, they're on the outside looking in. They probably don't got enough games left to make up to get into the wild card race. They're not mathematically out. But you are quite a bit behind some very good teams in Florida, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders. And yes, I said the Islanders. Um, so these are teams just that say a good team probably a little more experience. Yeah, exactly. They're more experienced, probably more talent. Um, Ottawa's done about what I think they would have done this year. I think just being in the mix is enough with the team they have. Um, it's not been an easy season for them. They've gone through quite a bit. So I think giving yourself a shot at least in the last you know, seven or eight games is as good as you could ask for for them.
1: Yeah, you know what? I believe uh I don't know the exact numbers, but I think these guys have gone through both six or seven goalies this year. Uh a number of them making their NHL debuts or more or less. Um Yeah, I mean, it's uh they they had high expectations, but they also understand the division they're in. Uh this is not somewhere, you know, in the Atlantic is not an easy group to start. Um Well, to really to just make a big move and really they were not going to step out of the gate this year and get ahead of Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, even Florida. It was a pretty big challenge. The expectation is they would be right up there. I mean, this is the um, President's Trophy winners last year. So that's the group you're in. I mean, that's a pretty tough mix to to handle for them. But yeah, they are a few points out with a few games left. Uh, It's not bad. I think uh, there is still a chance, obviously, until uh, until the last game's played. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to get in this year. But uh, at least they've they've made a pretty valiant effort and and definitely show up that they're a better team than they've been. Next on the list is the Montreal Canadiens. Now, these guys, uh, obviously... They are, they are not in the mix and they are not even close. So uh, currently they sit uh, fifth from the end for uh, the Bedard sweepstakes. So uh, no no playoff uh, intentions for those guys. I believe they're already mathematically eliminated and everything as well. Um, but uh, they're definitely in the mix for Bedard. So I think that's going to be much more of a focus and probably a, a much better result from this year than even trying to squeak into the playoffs would have been.
0: Yeah, definitely with it being such a strong draft, even if you don't get Bedard being that position, sets them up for the future, and they already have a pretty good young team. I would have expected them to take a bit more of a step this year, to be honest, with Suzuki and Caulfield and them getting a bit older, but uh, maybe they're just going to take a bit longer in this rebuild.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they've also had some injury issues and um, you know, goaltending and whatever else has been a bit of a problem for them as well, but um, I thought they would have made a little bit more um, if they weren't going to go for the playoffs, I thought they might have done more at the deadline to really try to get a few more assets, do that kind of thing, and and again, try to build, build for next year right away and do that. But no, they're there. They're still near the bottom, so they've got a pretty good chance, just like uh, all those other teams at the bottom going for Bedard. All right, let's shift our focus over to the Western Conference. So the Western Conference, uh, nobody... Um, Nobody near the top in the central division. Uh, but the Pacific Division. Uh who's who's near the top of the Pacific Division right now? Simps? I think it's Vegas and LA. I think they're near the top. Are those are the, the only the only two teams then at the top of the top three? Is there yeah, any other Do you think of anyone, I that's anyone all, else? Uh, I believe that's all two of the top three. <laughs> Well, we're going to, I'll go ahead and bring them up. The Edmonton Oilers big win last night, actually, uh, over LA, uh, big two, nothing win, which is kind of the standard for Edmonton. They, uh, tight checking, real low scoring games. That's what they're in all the time. Uh, A lot of two, nothing wins this year, that kind of thing. Uh, but really good game. Uh, huge game by Skinner. I think LA had 40 something shots. Um, but they're, they're playing great right now. So, uh, this is the first time in a long time I've seen uh, Vegas or LA actually like lose a game or two in a row. So that's why Edmonton's finally be able to start pulling up on a little bit. Uh, right now they're sitting two back of Vegas, which I believe is uh, for the Western Conference lead. So, um, you know, with uh, six games to go, they're, they're right there in the mix to possibly have home ice through the whole Western Conference. So uh, it would be a, a pretty big deal for them um, and then really see what happens. But. What do you think their chances are right now of that, Sims?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they're uh, rolling right now. I like their odds, um, especially, like you said, if you can jump Las Vegas, puts you up right there with Minnesota. You're tied with them right now. I think if you can get home ice, I think Edmonton plays really well at home. Uh, The building gets pretty, pretty loud and pretty exciting, and that environment, I think, helps offensive teams, much more than defensive teams. Like they're really strong defensive teams in home ice. Like you want noise and stuff like that, but you really you're kind of shutting the game down. Whereas when you're a high offensive team, I think getting home ice is more important. So I think uh, I think they will do it. I think they will pass Vegas. I think getting the goaltending as you spoke of with Skinner makes quite the difference. Um you know for most games McDavid's gonna get how many Dry is gonna get how many. It now just like Toronto, though, like as much as Edmonton, I think played well in the last playoff run. The fact is, it is a different game, and when you're a high offensive team, can you continue to put up the 160 point pace in a playoffs as you did in the regular season? And that's what we'll soon be able to tell.
1: Well, I mean, last year, um, I don't remember the actual uh, the actual point per game numbers, but I think they actually went. Up from their regular season, once the playoffs started between Drysaddle and McDavid, uh, I think they led the league in scoring, even though they were out in the third round. Um, just they were absolutely excelling last year. Um, so uh, the the thing I'm looking at right now with those guys, they're they're right in the mix. Uh, Vegas has a couple games with LA. Edmonton has one more game with LA. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of movement could still happen in that, and realistically. Seattle has eight games left. They're only six points back at LA for third. Like that could still change a little bit too. It seems like uh, Seattle's kind of dropped off a little bit. So I don't see them being quite the same risk, but hard to say.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine though. six and seven, six points in seven games is a huge amount to make up, uh, especially when the teams above you have still a lot to play for. Both of them above you could still get all the way up the first. So you yeah. don't see them, like, resting on their laurels a little, thinking they're okay. They can change getting home ice the whole way. So I think uh, those
1: top three teams will be the ones in. I think so. And it's just, it's you see with the uh, overtime losses and shootouts, um, just those extra points, it just makes it killer to try to catch anybody. But with a couple of wins and a couple of losses, we bring up uh, our next two... Um, next two canadian teams which are winnipeg and calgary who at this point seemed somewhat destined to battle it out for that last playoff spot
0: yeah let's be honest between these two teams it's like which one's trying to not make the playoffs Uh, i don't feel like either team even though they're both kind of clawing at the way in i don't think either team is looking like a team who wants to be there winnipeg keeps dropping games they shouldn't be dropping they're not playing very Calgary may be catching up a little with a couple wins in a row but right now they're like a tire fire like you got Kadri not wanting to be there anymore there's so much disarray in the team everyone kind of wrote this team off already it's kind of like okay this has just not been a good season it's a uh, you know the, the second year after the honeymoon period of getting new players thinking it was going to be this amazing comeback and it really hasn't played out that way, but yet here we are. Just because no one else wants to take the reins and steal and solidify that wild card spot, both teams with a, you know, let's say a five and two record the rest of the way
1: is probably gonna get themselves into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if they have any games against each other. It'd be really nice to see that, but um but yeah, like they're just I heard, uh, I just read a thing yesterday. It said San Jose has two wins in the last, like, 14 games. They're both against Winnipeg. Like, just, they can't beat anybody else, but Winnipeg keeps losing to them. And, you know, like, it just, they aren't firing on all cylinders. And maybe, like, for Calgary, maybe the, the fact that they were written off and, okay, they're not going to make it and they're out, whatever, maybe that's enough that it kind of just took the pressure off them and now they can just just go ahead and play and i mean they're still complaining and still yelling at each other so maybe not but i'm still uh like just knowing that that's even out there that they get there the idea of edmonton now you know getting up there into the the first place slot for uh um for the western conference to get them against that second wild card uh, a possible battle of alberta with that seems like a a pretty great opportunity i'd i'd love it i'm i could cheer for calgary to get in there just for that
0: no, it should be good. And there's actually lots of analysts, despite the season's kind of been a really disappointing one for a lot of Flames fans. Um the, a lot of the analysts are still picking them if they could squeak in to be a tough team in the playoffs. Because they are a defensive-minded team. They have just lost a ton of one goal games. I think it's they almost broke the record for that. They have their first for posts in the season. They have broken a record for more games. Lost when you've outshot the team by ten shots, and it was like twenty-eight games that happened. Yeah. So overall, like even knowing it hasn't turned out the way you wanted, knowing that all those things went wrong, and will never happen again statistically. Yeah. You know, do you have a chance if you can get rid of those little hiccups that you're having, and you're still in the playoff chance? So if you can get in, you. I don't. I don't see them going the whole way, obviously, but I think you could cause some team. Seven game series. Give yourself a chance to make making the next round. But will they get
1: past that? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it like for me, I think uh, Edmonton is a scary team, uh, both as a fan and somebody to root against them. They're terrifying. Uh, they are likely to put up five every game. And they're also just as likely to give up five, four or five every game. So it's uh, – I don't think anybody wants to play Edmonton, just knowing that if if McDavid and Dryside will do what they did last year come playoff time, uh, they're going to be a dominant force. But the fact is, other than Edmonton, like every other team, I think is going to more or less lock it down, try to slow the game, you know, like, like you said. And, I mean, that plays right into Calgary's hands. That – will make a tough series. Them in Dallas would be another seven-game series and into overtime, I could see that. Them against Minnesota. Even them against Colorado. I think they've played Colorado really well this year. Um, you know, L.A., Vegas, like, all of those. And, I mean, even Edmonton, they've played tough every game. Uh, they beat them. I think they won one and lost two. But, I mean, even the games they, they lost were 3-2 Edmonton. Like, I don't think they got blown out in any of them. I don't believe. I think it was 3-2, 4-2, something like that, whatever. So, yeah, I think it'll be really, uh, really interesting. I think they have a better chance of being uh, a hard out compared to Winnipeg getting in. Uh, I absolutely think that that's the better case.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think if Winnipeg goes in, they're going to get knocked out pretty easily. Yeah. I don't think they have that ability to stretch another team, but we'll see.
1: I think for Winnipeg they've got no shot at all at catching anybody. Um Dallas Colorado look like yeah, they're at 94 right now and Winnipeg's at 85. Um uh with 7 games to go, so I guess mathematically they're still there but realistically they're not. So um it is it's wild card or bust and they're even 5 back at Seattle, so I think there's a unless Seattle does lose four straight or five straight, you know, I think they're pretty much locked in as well. A 5-point lead with 8 games to go is pretty solid so yeah i think it's that's going to be the battle it's always unfortunate like uh i know for me personally it's uh i always like to see the the uh canadian teams in there at least at the beginning you don't like them playing each other because then only one gets through but at least that way you know one's going to get through instead of uh, a winnipeg being first round fodder for somebody or or whatever right so no, uh, other than that we, we've got one left yeah, there's only one, uh, which of course, the, the Vancouver Canucks get their uh, almost semi-yearly coach bump. So every time they fire their coach, they go on a big run afterwards and make sure they move up the standings a bunch, but not really all that close to the playoffs. Uh, again, they aren't mathematically eliminated yet. Uh, looks like they're sitting with 74 points, uh, so eight games left and uh, out by 11, uh, so they're Definitely a little ways back and uh, would need the tiebreaker. So they're actually 12 points out, uh, 12 points out, and they got a max of 16 they can get. So they're more or less done as well.
0: Yeah, but at this point, let's be honest, you're trying to lose as many games as you can in your next seven or eight. And yeah, you know, get... you don't purposely lose games, but what are you going to do? What You're not going to get enough points to claw your way in. Yeah. So all you're technically doing is clawing your way up the draft. And that's not going to be helpful for them, so.
1: Well, and that's it, and I mean, this is a team that was right near the bottom, and now they're 8th from the end, and I know they had passed St. Louis at one point, and I think they're right behind a couple other teams, and uh, I think I saw that they were, since the trade deadline, they were one of the top teams or something like that, so as I mentioned, it's kind of their standard, every every time they fire their coach in February, they get a big bump at the end and almost make the playoffs, so. Definitely not a good plan. I mean, if anything, they should, like you said, be dropping in the standings and try to get uh, a couple extra ping-pong balls in that draft lottery. I mean, every every position can make a big difference this year.
0: No, that looks like it's pretty standard. I feel like this is kind of where we are most years for the Canadian teams. You know, you got your usual amount in, and it seems like we always at least have one or two, and then maybe a third out not in, and that looks the same this year. So it looks pretty Standard year for Canadian teams.
1: Yeah, I think pretty much uh, Toronto's been in there the last, you know, six, eight, whatever years, um, Edmonton and Calgary have kind of switched it up. Usually it's kind of seems to be one or the other. It doesn't seem to be both very often. Um, and then Winnipeg's been kind of in the mix a little bit here and there, but Vancouver has been a few years now, Ottawa, Montreal, like they kind of crept in last year, Montreal and then went on a run and, um, or no, a year before, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, just kind of odd situation. So overall, you know what, it looks like at this point, we'll have three Canadian teams in the playoffs. Um, so you can, uh, keep your fingers crossed, Simps, if you can get the, manage to squeeze those flames in there somehow, um, anything else for, uh, for comments on these, any, any bold predictions at this point, just, uh, for, uh, Winnipeg, Calgary, which, what do you think is going to happen there? What's your, your last guess at this point before we come back for the next one?
0: Yeah, I think uh I do believe, unfortunately, I think Winnipeg will hold on to that last spot. I think there's just a little bit too much going on in Calgary, too much pressure, too much uncertainty with coaches and GMs and everything like that, too much distractions. So I think Winnipeg will hold on there. I think my big bold bold prediction will be that Toronto
1: will get past Apple Bay and go to the second round this year. Wow. Like I uh, I start to wonder, like, uh with that, if they actually managed to to kind of get through that first round. You know, whether it's a hard fought series, they win in six or seven, or whether they just come out guns blazing and manage to win four straight or something. I wonder if that like is totally a catalyst that really just like now they're rolling and all of a sudden they get Boston in the first round or they get or in the next round and and just keep rolling right over them. I don't know if I as much as they're an amazing team, I'm not sure that I see Boston crushing it all the way to the finals. I just don't uh, and maybe it's just a confidence thing or an age thing or I don't know whatever but uh I'm not quite ready to to give them the cup at any by any stretch so All right at that point we'll uh we'll wrap it up for this one. Uh thank you for listening. Current episode and all previous episodes of Sports Buds Hockey Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Amazon Music or you can check us out at www.sportsbuds.com or join our Facebook group sports buds hockey podcast please leave a comment let us know what we got right what we got wrong and of course always let us know why we love the game of hockey and there's so much to learn it's been a lot of fun doing this for you guys we will see you next time thank you Simps. thanks man